You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get ahead of next week's waiver wire, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier. And we're going to talk about some key storylines to keep an eye on in Sunday's games. But first, let's talk about some beat the waiver wire ta- uh, targets for uh, ahead of week nine. And, and one guy I want to focus on, Zay Jones is down to 32% rostered. And here's what he's done this season. Seven targets in week one and 89% of the snaps. Six targets in week two and 66% of the snaps. And then five targets in 43% of the snaps in week five. He's not going to play this week, it it seems almost certain. Still dealing with this knee injury that has caused him to miss four of the first seven games for the Jaguars. But when he's been out there, they've been targeting him a ton. He's been running a lot of routes. What they were doing was he was the other primary outside receiver when they were playing two wide receiver sets with Christian Kirk playing the slot alongside Calvin Ridley. And Zay Jones had a a couple of red zone or end zone targets in there as well. So this is someone who is way down because of the injury and because it's just, it's really hard to keep guys stashed who aren't on IR and are missing multiple weeks. But I still think he's got a chance to be fantasy relevant. That's Zay Jones for the Jacksonville Jaguars, 32% rostered. Dan, why don't you give us some beat the waiver wire targets? Jones was number one for me as well. If you look back at the tape from last year, when Trevor Lawrence hit his stride as a passer in 2022, it was Uh Jones who was the main receiver and the guy who he was looking for in the red zone and the vertical, like all over the field. So Uh just something to keep an eye on. I also wanted to throw out another name, and it's Quinton Johnston. You don't look at the box score and you say, this is a guy that I want to add to my fantasy roster, but I actually did take the time to watch him on tape this week, and his releases off the line of scrimmage have definitely improved, and that's something I'm looking for. He's creating separation, and some of these routes, you know, they were go routes that he's creating separation on that Herbert didn't look his way. But when he sees the tape this week, he's going to see he was open and he's going to start to look his way. At least is my hope. We'll see. Herbert hasn't had the best season. This has been and a rough start for him with Kellen Moore from a processing standpoint. Go ahead. Josh Palmer is looking like he might not play this week. So this could be a, a Quentin Johnston breakout. Josh Palmer, I believe, knee injury, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, so might be out. Could finally be an opportunity for Quentin Johnston to run full-time routes. We'll see what happens there. Do you have any other guys you're looking ahead on the waiver wire? A, f- a few of the names I've mentioned in the last couple of weeks, so I'm not going to go back over them. It's just looking for like the backs that have standalone value. But one that I want to point out is Zach Charbonnet because Zach Charbonnet mm-hmm. returned to practice for the Seahawks yesterday versus Kenneth Walker, who missed practice with a calf injury. Mm-hmm. And that's the second straight practice Kenneth Walker missed. Who knows if he's back today. We're recording before the final report is out, but if you miss another practice, this could be the opportunity to get Charbonnet going. And then I'll, I'll mention uh, Chris Rodriguez for mm-hmm. the Commanders, who is only 4% rostered, despite the fact that you know he only got, I think, two fewer carries than Brian Robinson last year. And what we see a lot with these second-day running backs like Brian Robinson, who who come out of nowhere, Devin, or uh, Damian Pierce is another one, where they'll have these good rookie seasons, they'll have these bursts, and then year two comes and it's like, oh, we're not actually invested in this guy. We'll give someone else a look. So that could be what's happening with Washington. So Chris Rodriguez, someone to keep an eye on who could end up being a big factor in Washington's backfield. Let's move on to some of the storylines we're going to keep an eye on this week. And big one, the, kind of the same thing as last week. We got a little bit more clarity on the Rams backfield with Daryl Henderson being the lead back and Royce Freeman getting 12 carries last week. But you know, Sean McVay, when he's been asked about it, he still mentions uh, Miles Gaskin 
who is on their actual actual roster, not their practice squad. And the reason I'm bringing it up is just Daryl Henderson's on the practice squad. He's not mm-hmm. on their actual roster, so they can only elevate him two more times before having having to make a decision. And it wouldn't surprise me if you know they got a week out of him, and then they they fill you know filter some of these other guys through. So that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on is. How trustworthy can Daryl Henderson be? And is anyone else going to be a factor there? What do you think? I'm going to be a little more bullish on Henderson for the sure. fact that when I watched him this week and I studied some things and I, I forget who, who did a film breakdown, but it was a good one. Henderson was really good in pass protection last week. Mm-hmm. Really, really good to the point where I don't know if Miles Gaskin can even do that, even if he has more experience or Roy Streetman or any of these other guys. And he knows the system, Henderson. He knows the protections. He's worked with Stafford before. That's big. That's what the Rams want. That's number one thing they want out of this running back position right now. And until those other guys prove they can do it at that level, I'm just going to believe that he's their guy to do that. And I think he'll be signed once he, you know, maybe makes it through his final practice squad uh, designation. All right. The other one I want to talk about is the Bears backfield. It looks like Roshan Johnson is going to return from his two week absence with a concussion. Uh, we saw De- Deontay Foreman have, you know, arguably the best game of his career mm-hmm. last week. And I just I wonder what this backfield is going to look like, because I think the assumption when Khalil Herbert went down was let's go Roshan Johnson, yeah. all systems go. And maybe that would have happened. But I kind of think it might have been a situation where Roshan Johnson had his role as the passing downs guy, pass protector. And Deontay Foreman would have just slid into the Khalil Herbert role anyway. What do you think? Yeah, I think you can't go back. You see what you saw from Foreman last week on tape. You can't go back. This is not the last first this time. Happens this happens every year. This, this is three years in a year. row where He's Deontay really... Foreman has no role and gets an opportunity and shines. It's it's really been impressive. He's a really talented runner that no one gives credit for. And he was a really talented prospect. He just had a devastating mm-hmm. injury and kind of like that injury re- retooled where people thought he would be. He never got his opportunity. Then he gets random opportunities and he shines whenever he gets bulk of carries. He's mm-hmm. a great runner. He's great after contact. He's really decisive. Also, he's an underrated receiver, which really helps as well. He runs routes pretty good for his size, especially. So I don't think you can turn back at this point. Like they won that game because of Dante Foreman. That's why the Bears upset the Raiders last week. So why would they go away from that right away? They can't just yet. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow to talk some Week 8 injuries before the kickoff. We'll see you then. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.